Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The beauty of the land cannot mask the brutality of a farmland. As harvest draws near, Betty confronts a terrifying new reality and will go to desperate lengths to save her family when they are threatened with being forced from their land. An old friend struggling to keep his own farm profitable by any means necessary offers Betty a way out. She refuses to get involved, but as the pressures mount for her and her family, they are on the brink of eviction. The the story unfolds. We'll leave it right there because we have with us the writer and the director of this wonderful new narrative film called Runoff, and that would be Kimberly Levin. Kimberly, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. It's a pleasure to talk to you all today. Thank you. Yes. Well, tell me, uh, let's get uh, to the basics because uh, it's a it's a wonderful film for a lot of reasons. The acting, the casting is terrific. The acting is superb. Uh, and the story is one I think is topical and timeless in a lot of ways. The American Farmer has been the subject of a lot of films, but I don't think it's been, uh, uh, there aren't many films that have cast uh, sort of the new reality that our, our American small farmers are facing, and this one does a superb job as a context for a, uh, for a terrific story. Tell me a little bit about where this story came from in, in, in writing this. Thank, thank you for all of that first, Mike. Um, yeah, so Basically, before I got into film, I was working in the theater. I uh, trained uh, in the theater, actually, in in Kentucky, where I grew up, with a a well-known theater director, John Jory. And before that, I trained as a biochemist. So I have a bit of an unusual background for most filmmakers. And the seeds of runoff actually go back to some field biochemistry research that I was doing in Kentucky when I was testing stream waters uh, and helped to uncover that there was a textile plant that was dumping raw untreated effluent into a little tributary that led into Lake Cumberland, which is the state's largest tourist attraction and a place where a lot of people get their drinking water. This information was kind of picked up on by activists and attorneys and a very lengthy legal battle ensued, which finally closed the factory down. And it seems like that would be a victory, but the the factory was relocated to a different community. And, uh, you know, I also started to think about the people in that that community who had lost their jobs, and I, I, you know, really kind of was drawn into the complexity of the the choices that people were facing in a remote geographical location when their back is against the wall and they have to decide between the lesser of evils. So I wanted to find a story, um, tell a story where I could dramatize that um, in a kind of thrilling narrative fashion. And so for me, I started with this concept of thinking about if I were in that situation, who do I prioritize when I make a choice? Who's inside the circle of concern with me? Is it just me? Is it me and my family? Is it my neighbors? Is it my community? And how far out does that circle extend? So that was one of the themes that kind of got me started uh, writing this. So that's not exactly the story of Runoff. Those are the things that I was uh, meditating on when I sat down to write uh, the story. And I decided that I wanted to place it in the farming world because I thought it was an interesting place that is not far away from where I grew up. 
um, and I had some connections to growing up. And, it, you know, we can't, nobody can escape food. Uh, so it would be a way to get into a very specific world that most people haven't seen on screen, uh, but, but a, a world that I knew would have very universal themes in it. So that was kind of the starting point of it. Yeah, and and I, I again, as I mentioned at the top of the interview, uh, there's a, I think there's still a, a bit of a perception that that America's farmers are generally small farmers, family farms, uh, that uh, you know are they're the backbone, the salt of the earth, the backbone of America, and all of the you know the, sort of that perception, and that's true. These are good people. I'm not inferring otherwise. But the fact is that small farmers today are in a in a in a very they're very small percentage of farms uh, anymore, and that those pressures that they are, that they deal with and in in and I again one of the strengths of runoff is that there's nothing this is not like silkwood this is there's no banners being kind of flashed in front of you in terms That's of the right. story or anything it's a story it's an organic story that grows up over a lot of circumstances, but what I'm impressed by, in addition to all of the things I mentioned, the acting and such, is that uh, you allow the, the, the audience to uh, discover things that I don't think that they would have, other, would have otherwise considered in the course of telling this story, and in addition to being that very personal story. So I, I really appreciate that about the film. And, well, th- uh, thank you for yeah. see- thank you for seeing that. I mean, you know, for me, I, I looked back at the films and the um, and-, and art that has affected me in my lifetime. And when I look back, those things are narrative stories. They're a moment where the light falls through a frame perfectly, or you know, you remember the inflection of an actor's voice. And and right. so I really wanted to start from a place that was uh, an organic and deeply personal um, narrative. And hopefully thrilling drama for most people, uh, because I think that you know agenda and polemic can only go so far. Right. Uh, and it, you know when you explore things through a narrative fashion, it just gives a lot more space for me as a filmmaker and for the audience to kind of have this um, marriage or union where, as long as you know you don't fill in every single dot, the, it allows the, the audience, the viewer, an opportunity to bring their own story, uh, their own memories, uh, their own perceptions into the story and allow those to kind of reflect and refract and interact with the film that's being told on screen. And it's been very interesting as we've taken the film out, uh, you know, to hear from the audience that that it is working in that way and that most people are coming away with, with a kind of deeply personal meaning from the film. So everybody interprets it and takes very different things away from the film. And um, for me, that's, that's, you know, I feel very proud of that, and I'm very happy about that. Well, and I think that's the essence of, of good art, is that people can look at, at it and see something, a number of different things that are all true. They're all true, and they're, and they're, and they're true for the person who is looking, listening to, uh, to that art, and I think that works as well here. One of now, uh, what I was particularly impressed with was uh, the cast is very good uh, across the board. Now, a Thank lot of, you. A lot of people have talked about uh, Joanne Kelly. She's the she really carries the film. She is certainly the uh, the most dynamic uh, character in the film. But what, in addition to that, in addition to the acting and the casting, I was very impressed uh, with the fact that the people are 
are, you know, there's sort of an iconography of people in the film, the father, the mother, the farm, the people who are in the community, etc. But nobody plays as characters. Nobody is played as, oh, I know what he's going to do. I know he's the good guy. I know she's the bad whatever. So the, the, that writing and that development of the characters is really superb in this film. I'm just curious uh, how you went, what was your process in terms of kind of creating this community of people that didn't come off uh, at like, like uh, characters, um, how, how you approach them. Well, you know, when I'm building when I'm building a character, I, I I like to be surprised and allow myself as a writer to be surprised by things that they may or may not do. Um, you know, there's not a person that any of us know in our lives that we could predict their behavior all of the time, yeah. and I want to feel that way when I watch a movie. I want to I want to be in a seat not knowing what on earth the character is is going to do when they're faced with this, and not having the expectation that I know. Um, and I don't want the audience to get, you know, to ever get ahead of the story or the characters. I want them to be pulled through. I want them to, to, to be chasing to catch up with, with the characters and be excited by that kind of dynamic. Uh, so I, I think as I'm writing, you know, there are things that you need to kind of craft and weave and work on to make the themes and the arcs work for the story. But at the same time, I try and, and in my creative process, leave space for myself to be surprised by what the characters may or may not do at any given moment and, and to be really open and fluid about that. Um, I, you know, sometimes I do just a very basic writing exercise mm. of saying, this is the moment, okay, this would be the most likely thing that, that this character do. What would be completely the opposite of that? And start from there, just to keep my brain really loose and fluid so I can keep my, my creative side very open to all the possibilities. So that's one basic thing that I do. But, but really, I, I want to be surprised, and I want to create uh, a world and characters that are surprising and, and fun for the audience to be with, too. Yeah, and and again, uh, just uh, to acknowledge what you just said, it, that there are some uh, travails that the family faces, illness, and the rest of it. That oftentimes in films, they just suck the air out of it. That becomes mm-hmm. everything, and they're sort of then you sort of start down the kind of a cliched road of you know character uh, interaction and things like that, and that doesn't happen here. Um, now, again, I mentioned uh, Joanne Kelly. She's uh, she's uh, she's superb in it. Um, tell me a little bit about casting the film and. Uh, what drew you to uh, Joanne? Well, casting the film was really a cool experience. We cast out of the room in New York, and, you know, we found ourselves in a similar situation that I think a lot of films, independent films of a kind of smaller size, uh, in terms of budget at least, uh, face, which is, you know, we had interest from a major actor uh, to play the lead role, and it was one of those kind of things of playing chicken. Do we wait for their schedule to align with our schedule, and do we push? Um, you know, the, fi- the film is shot season. So we only had one chance a year to shoot the film. Mm-hmm. It kind of charts a very dramatic seasonal shift that happens in places like Kentucky where we shot the film, where you kind of go from the lush, verdant green through the burnt umbers of fall and then into the kind of dry, brittle look of winter in about a month. So we were able to capture that on screen. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the casting, it was like, all right, are we going to wait for this person? And I just said, you know what? 
we got to make this movie, and we got to make it now. And we're going to cast out in New York. We're going to get a great casting director, and whoever wins the part in the room is who we're going with. Mm-hmm. And it was for me, you know, coming through the theater, it was something I was very excited about. And um, and it also, you know, was another opportunity for surprise for me, and 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 a part of the process. And in that room, that is where we found Joanne Kelly, who you know really does carry the film and and just plays. The, the, the role in, in such a nuanced and, and beautiful fashion. And, you know, when I was auditioning her, she just knocked it out of the park. And what I learned after the audition was that she grew up in a very tiny fishing village off the coast of Newfoundland. So she comes from a place where economy and nature go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the themes and the space that the film explores was very, very, um, it was a part of her background. It came very naturally to her. And I knew for this part to work, we also had to have not only somebody who was a brilliant actor, but somebody who you would believe could literally and organically be a part of the farming world. You know, there are all these scenes on working farms where they're, you know, hundreds of hogs, and and mm-hmm. we're in a dairy where there are dairy cows being milked, and she's examining the udders of the cows and all this stuff. And, you know, I had to find somebody who you would buy really belonged in that world. And I think one of the, the striking features of Joanne's performance is, is not just her kind of facial expressions and her intonations, but uh, is really the physicality that she carries throughout the movie, the, the, the way that she carries her body in the movie movie, um, her kind of rootedness to the ground, you know, that she squares off when she throws a 50-pound grain sack over her shoulder yeah. And, yeah. and knows how to carry it. And, and that was um, just a, a brilliant kind of stroke of luck, <laughs> honestly, that she brought all of that kind of innate wisdom and experience and background to the table that's so perfectly and beautifully fed into the role. So it was a great pleasure and joy working with her. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're speaking with Kimberly Levin. She is the director and writer of the new film Runoff. It's opening here in Los Angeles today uh, at the Claremont Lemley. Well, let's start over the Lemley Claremont Five and also at the Lemley Town Center. And that is in Los Angeles. Are you in town uh, for any of the Q&As? Or? I am going to be. Let me give you some rundown because we have some very special events going on in both Los Angeles at Town Center 5 and at the Lemley and Claremont. Uh, this evening for opening night, Joanne Kelly, Alex Schaefer, who plays Finley, and the producer, Kurt Pitzer, will be there uh, doing a special event and a Q&A afterwards. I am opening uh, the theater in Louisville today in Kentucky, where we shot the film and where I'm originally from with actor Neil Huff. Then I'm going to be coming out to Los Angeles tomorrow. Wow. Uh, I will be doing Q&As after the 120 and the 710 screening. I have a special guest at the 710 screening, director Paul Weitz, about a boy, Mozart in the Jungle, mm-hmm. uh, most recently Grandma is going to be there doing a post-screening conversation with me. Uh, we have some very cool other special guests throughout the week. Um, all of that information you can find on the Runoff Facebook page. It's Runoff Movie. Uh, if you go to Facebook, we have a listing of all those special events, and those things are going to be going on in Claremont as well. So we are going to be on the ground in force out, uh, you know, for opening weekend and throughout the entire week. And I'm looking forward to, to meeting some people and having people come out to the theater and Please, you know, people should feel free to come up to me and talk to me afterwards, and, and we'll have some very cool, lively discussions. They're always 
you know, go on for a long time and are, are quite heated and interesting afterwards. Absolutely. And um, I, I want to point people to the website now. There are a couple of options here. There is uh, the, the Monterey, um, Monterey Media is mm-hmm. one place they can go, MontereyMedia.com runoff. Where else uh, can they go to find out? Is that is that so the for the most up to date information on the actual events that are going on? They should go to our Facebook page. Okay. It's Runoff Movie at Facebook. Gotcha. We also have RunoffMovie.com. You can find find event information there and screening information. We're actually opening in seven cities around the country today, so there are lots of opportunities to see the film all over the place. So people should let their friends know all over the country. Um, the Facebook page generally has the most up-to-date information. So as we add special guests who are coming out for the post-screening conversations, we update it there. So if people want to see the most current information, that's the best place to find it. So you're in Louisville today for the opening. You'll I be am. Out, that's fantastic. And you'll be out here tomorrow at the Lemley Town I will Town be there Town tomorrow, Town and, and I'll be out in Los Angeles and California through the rest of the week doing special events following many of the screenings. And tonight for opening night in Los Angeles, Joanne Kelly, the lead actress, Alex Schaefer, who plays Finley, and the producer, Kurt Pitzer, will all be there to do a post-screening conversation and to, to welcome all of you. And, and Claremont as well, right? Is that- That's right, and Claremont as well. We open tonight in Claremont, and we will be out there doing Q&As over the weekend, too. We're kind of going to divide and conquer. Very good, very good. Well, and then Claremont's terrific. It's a college town. It's a really great. Those are great little uh, places to go for, for uh for these kinds of things, Q and A's. Uh, in the last minute or two that I got with you, uh, first feature film. Uh, I'm just curious how many how many days shooting did you do? You said a month, but what was we that? had we had tw- twenty days of principal photography and two days of kind of second unit stuff. Okay. So, you know, what is you running around? Yeah, as your first feature, what what's what's the takeaway for you? I mean, enjoyable. What did you learn? Did you become a better yeah, I mean, manager? I, th- I better- think the takeaway for me. I mean, there's so many takeaways. Yeah. I mean, you could write. <laughs> books and books and books of and and I try and keep notes on all the things that I've learned along the way, you know, for myself and and to share with my friends and and uh, you know, filmmakers who are just a couple of paces behind me to help them. Um, but you know, one of the main things that I've learned is is that I, that after going through this entire process and, and we're not even finished with it, we're we're in the the massive part of the rollout, which is a huge part of it as a filmmaker. That's important, very important to be involved with. Um, but that I have the passion and the kind of stamina and that I still, I'm just fired up for the next one. So, you know, I I think some people can get through this process and feel like, oh my God, you know, how could I ever do this again? But I'm, I'm rearing to go. Well, that is wonderful news. And this is a terrific film. Congratulations on it on many levels, writing, directing, the look of it. It, uh, it's beautifully done. The film is run off. Writer, director, Kimberly Levin, thank you so much for being a part of Film School. Mike, thank you so much for having me. I look forward to talking to you again soon. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.